to all of God's kings and queens from around the world. Welcome to Journey with the Queen podcast. As in life, we are all on a journey with many interesting detours. As we go throughout life, we are in the continuous process of changing and developing over time. This podcast is focused on relationships, finances, and real life situations. I am your host, April Love, a trailblazer, entrepreneur, and a woman of the Most High God, who believes that if you keep Jesus first place in your life, you will be resilient. Let's take a journey through this episode. Hello, kings. Hello, queens. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. This is April Love, your host of Journey with a Queen. And I want to welcome you all back to my new subscribers or my new listeners. I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today's episode is all about um, speaking to the single mothers or the single fathers, because we do have single fathers. I believe that this podcast episode will be an inspiration to you. I hope that it will be as it was to me. And I think the reason why I wanted to talk about this subject is because I am too a single mother. And sometimes it's very difficult to be a single parent. But I want to assure you that when you are a single parent in the physical, just know that you do have help in the spiritual realm. You do have help that the father will supply all of your needs, that the father will make sure that you and your child or your children are going to be just fine. So even though it seems hard being a single parent, just know that we do have help. So I want to talk about, and I believe she is a very important um, biblical character, if you want to call it, but a woman who was, you know, important. She she played a very vital role in the Bible. And I want to talk about Hagar. So when I thought about who can we relate to as single parents, the first person that came to mind was Hagar. And I believe that is because Hagar, if you, if you look at the story, which I want to read a little bit of it out of Genesis, Hagar was really a single parent because she was not, the woman who was really Abraham's wife. We know that Sarah was his wife, right? But Sarah, before she became Sarah, Sarai, she gave Abram at the time, Hagar, as his wife. So she was an Egyptian woman, right? She was an Egyptian woman and she did desire to have children. However, you know, the story of Abraham and Sarah, they were out of order because they moved ahead of God's timing because they wanted a child so bad in their old age. And they didn't wait on the promise of God who was, you know, Isaac, but instead Ishmael was born. And so in the Bible, um, in Genesis 16, it's all about the birth of Ishmael. But the reason why I believe that this is so important is because, you know, Hagar was Ishmael's mother. Hagar, at the time, Sarai, Abram's wife, she wasn't able to bear children. 
So she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar, and this is in Genesis 16 that I'm reading from. And um, you can start at verse one. So the Lord had prevented her from having children. So Sarah told um, Hagar to go, I'm sorry, Sarah told Abraham to go and sleep with his servant. His servant was Hagar. And she said, perhaps I can have children through her. And Abraham agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Abraham was on board to go and have this baby with the servant Hagar. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abraham as a wife. So now Hagar is Abram's wife, but you know this was all done 10 years after they had got to, to the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar. And at the time in history, this is kind of like a normal thing that they did. So Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar and she became, became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, her mistress, excuse me, Sarai with contempt. And so basically, like I said, this was a common practice back in the, that time that another female servant was given to another husband to have children. And so then Sarai said to Abraham, I'm sorry, said to Abram, this is all your fault. So after Sarah told Abram to go have sex with Hagar to get her pregnant, basically, she then blames Abram. That's a whole nother episode, right? That's a whole nother story. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. What does contempt mean? Let's go dig in to find out what that word means. So the word contempt means the feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration, worthless or deserving scorn, a disregard for something that should be taken into account. So she was treating her bad in a sense, like disrespectful. And I'm like, after I read this, I'm like, how can she treat her with contempt? Like this whole story was just a mess, right? But anyway, so she treated her with contempt. And then um, Sarah blamed Abram. And, you know, this was just like a whole lot. But the Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, look, she is your servant. So deal with her as you see fit. So Abraham is now putting the blame or putting the problem back on Sarai. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. Which, you know, that is just sad. But the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road of Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. Listen to that promise, right? Yeah, that's a promise from the Lord. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. 
This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. So that's where the name where we call God El Roy, it means the God who sees. And I'm going to stop right there. So I went down to uh, verse 13. And so I want to kind of unpack this. I just wanted to give you some history or some background on where I'm going with this. The reason why I decided to do this episode is because I want to give you a little background of myself and how I was, how I am a single parent, how I was a single parent, give you a little bit of my testimony and try to encourage those of you who are single parents that are feeling just stressed overwhelmed, you know, kind of frustrated in the sense that you are a single parent and hopefully to give you some insight or give you some encouragement, like I said, to know that you're not alone and it's okay. And so I want you to understand that God first, he's a tender God, right? Hagar probably wondered the same thing in the book of Genesis, just the fact that why am I being, why am I a single mother? And she was betrayed and then banished into, you know, the, you know, all alone, right? To feel hopeless because she had a son. And then if you just listen to what I just read, how is it that she had a son and now her son is going to be this, you know, untamed man, wild as a donkey. Like she has to be feeling like, what did I get myself into? And we can all agree that we probably said the same thing at some point. What did I get myself into? And so I'm just going to give you a little background um, of my testimony of me being a single parent, but how it all turned out. And I'm grateful to God because I know that it was only him that helped me get through being a single parent twice. So the first time was, I'm going to say it was not by choice. So I was pregnant. And while I was pregnant, I was going on my fourth month of pregnancy and my daughter's father was murdered. Yes, tragically murdered while I was pregnant. And so that's why I made the comment that not by choice, because he was a great father. He had a son already who was five at the time and he took very good care of him. So I truly believe in my heart that he would have been a great father to my daughter and especially being his first girl, you know, I just believe that he would have been a great father. Um, just watching him take care of his son. And I actually was helping take, you know, raise his son because we were together at one point and he was just a phenomenal dad. And so when he was murdered, you know, I had to make the decision at a very early um, time in my life, four months of pregnancy that I had to take care of her by myself and that that's just what it was going to be. You know, she, she wasn't going to have a father. So I continued on through my pregnancy and I had a, a really good pregnancy, except towards the end, it got a little hard. Now I mind you, I could not grieve his death because I was pregnant and just had to keep in mind that, you know, the baby feels what you feel. So what did it look like for me being a single mother with no father? And I knew that she was not going to have a father. 
I told myself early on that it's all good. It's okay. I'm going to do my very best raising her, you know, with the help of my family. And it, it is what it is. His mother was very involved um, early on. She would keep the keep my daughter for me. Um, you know, she would spend time with her. Um, you know, she did her best, right? And so my parents did a phenomenal job, especially my dad. My dad and my daughter were very close. Um, my dad has since passed on, but my dad actually took care of my daughter at um, a point in my life where I was incarcerated, which some of you may know my story. Um, if not, you know, it is what it is. And my dad took care of my daughter, so they were very close. And then my sisters definitely stepped in and helped take care of my dad. When I first had my daughter, my grandmother was still living, and she took care of my daughter a whole lot more than anybody else. So I had help, and, you know, just trying to do my best as a single mother, you know, with my first child, it was it had its moments of its peaks of ups and downs. But what I will say is that God pulled me through the entire time with raising my daughter by myself, you know, with the help of my family. My daughter turned out to be a very good girl. She um, graduated high school. She went on to college um, at an HBCU. Um, she's currently working and she's also made me a grandmother. And um, what I will say is she was 21 when she had my grandson. So I feel like I did an amazing job raising her by myself with the help of my family and with God being in my life, you know, giving me direction and things like that. When I was pregnant with her, I remember working and I had to catch the Metro to work big stomach and all, but you know, God was with me. So if you are a single parent, just know that you do not have to do it alone. Just like Hagar had the help of God, like she know that God was with her. The angel appeared to her and said, you know, that go back to your authority, which was Sarai, because that was her, um, you know, that was her, her um, servant. She was her servant. So she told her, the angel told her to go back. Don't run away from her, you know? And so she had to go back to submit to her, her authority, but God was with her. He appeared to her when she ran through the angel. So just know that Ishmael means God's here. God hears. So he heard her and he hears us. And he also is the God who sees, you know, Elroy. So he sees everything that we're going through. And we're not doing this alone, even though it may feel like we're alone. And then, so the other part of my testimony is my son. My son will be 16 next month. And him him and his, I'm sorry, me and his dad were together and we actually were married. So for the first five years of his life, he had both me and his dad. So long story short, his dad and I split when he was about five years old. And after that, it was pretty much, you know, I was raising him by myself because his father was, you know, there, but mentally he was not there. And so he would see him, you know, sporadically. So I pretty much was raising him by myself. I took care of him financially by myself um, he lived with me and I provided all his food and his clothes and things like that. And his dad did what he did when he did it. So 
I have been a single mother twice. Now, at some point, you have to tell yourself, you know, you have to stop when you see that, okay, I'm a single mother twice now. There will not be a third time for me is what I just told myself way back when he was about five years old that, you know, first of all, I got, I have two different um, fathers for two different children. And I never wanted it to be that way, which is why we need to go back to the biblical, the biblical days of get married first, right? People think that's old fashioned or that that's not the way it should be, but that's the way God designed it. And I see through my own life and my own experiences that the way God wants us to live, it's a reason why it's so important. Um, and I know that there are some people that are married that, you know, they're in situations where they still feel like they're a single parent. That's a whole nother story as well. But so I did my best again with my son and still am doing my best with my son. And now my fa- my son's father is incarcerated. So I'm really a single parent again. And this time it was a little bit different because um, his father's side of the family, none of them are involved and never have been. So since day one, his, his father's side of the family just like never did anything for him. You know, it was just something that I got myself into. And therefore I don't blame any of them, you know, for not being in his life. That's on them. They're missing out because he's a phenomenal child and he's going places. But, um, like I said, his father was in his life for the first five years, uh, faithfully. And then after that, it's just, he would see him sporadically and then he became incarcerated. So he doesn't see him at all right now. And, I feel like sometimes, you know, God, I need him to have a, have a father figure because he's almost 16 and I can't be a father. I don't know how to be a man. I don't know how to raise him from the man's perspective, you know, and teach him how to be a young man. And so I, my prayer is that, you know, God will fulfill the desire of my heart to be married. Therefore, my son will have a father figure in his life. But that's a whole nother episode too. (laughs) So my point in doing this episode is to share with you that even though you feel like you're raising your children or child by yourself, you're not alone. God is definitely with us. He hears, he knows everything. And we may identify with Hagar that, you know, at times we may feel bitter. You know, we may feel rejected by the child's other parent or feel sad when we can't provide for the children like we want to, but just know that there's hope in God. Okay. You know, even when you feel lonely because you may not expect it it to be this way, just know that God is with you, that he's standing with you. He understands because he's a loving God and he doesn't want us to go through any pain or suffering. Right. And Sometimes we put ourselves in these situations where, you know, we have to cry out to God for his help, but that's okay because God is a God of love. He's a God that knows and sees everything. He's in total control. So you don't have to feel hopeless. You can know that God, the same way he rescued Hagar, he'll do it for us. So we need to just go to God and just let him know what our concerns are as far as being single parents, and he will provide. He's going to always make sure that there's food on the table and that the children have clothes, you know, and have the things that they need. 
The same God who heard Hagar and her son hears our cries today. He knows the cries of our heart, right? Nothing is too deep for God. The tears that you may have cried for your children or for yourself, he hears those same cries. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, it says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He wants us to have the abiding rest in him. So when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel frustrated, when you feel just like just mad, you know, as a single parent, just know that you can rest in God, right? We live in a culture, of course, that tells us that we can do everything, but truly that's not a reality. We cannot do everything and we shouldn't try to fix everything. Because God tells us to bring our burdens to him and that he loves us enough to give us rest. He loves us enough to give us favor. So you can stop trying to do all the work on your own and go to God because he is the one that knows what we need. So I hope that this episode and this story has blessed you. Um, I just wanted to give you some of my testimony of how I know the struggle. I know what it feels like if you're a single mother and you're wondering, how am I going to do this? How am I going to take care of this child? I did it twice. And if I can do it, I'm encouraging you because I know that you can do it too. I have faith in you. I have faith to believe that if you go to God and let him know that you need help, that you cannot fight this battle by yourself, that he will show up in your midst. He will show up and tell you, give you, provide whatever it is that you need. I want you to go back and read the story of Hagar when in, in your prayer time or in your study time, I'm sorry, and see how Hagar felt. Do you relate to how she felt? Because I know there have been plenty of times that I can relate to the life of Hagar, but go back and read that for yourself and Listen to this episode and just take this in and just breathe and know that you are not alone and that God will see you through whatever it is that you need help with, with your children or your child, that it will all be worked out. So share this episode with another single parent, and I pray that it blesses that parent. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to another uh, podcast episode For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, again, my name is April Love, and I just share my heart on my podcast. God has given me um, instructions to come on and speak to you all, my listeners, whatever the topic is he puts on my heart, the Holy Spirit gives me for the week, that's what I share. So it can be different things. Every week, you're going to get something different. So come back next week. And come catch another great episode. And again, I thank God for you all listening. God bless you. Please be safe. Take care of yourselves. And shalom.